Welcome to another episode of Dollar Dorks. This is episode six. And uh, this podcast is to share some video game buying uh, and selling tips, uh, give suggestions of games to watch for, provide tips on how to fund your collection with your collection, and hopefully to change the perception some people have of sellers in the video game collecting community. And today we have two guests with us as usual, Nintendo Hodge, the organizer of the... Sorry, (laughs) the organizer of the Very Game Exchange. And we have (laughs) Catherine, a flock of nerds. Hello. Um, one behind the amazing flock content. Oh, thank you. Here I am. <laughs> and me, Derek of Two Dorks. So uh, we always start off with uh, a recent pickup or noteworthy deal. And we've got the rotation listed here. We start off with Hodge. What is the last thing you bought? Yeah, actually, I think I did this almost in, in anticipation for the uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so last night, uh, we were just browsing on Kijiji. And I saw somebody had a big stack of Xbox games. Um, it was just a generic picture. So you kind of had to look through it and try to find games. And whenever I do that, I always go, okay, well, let's see what else they're selling. Because odds are they probably got other things. And I found some couple high-end games. So I contacted the guy right away and asked, can I buy these three high-end games from you? And I'll... I'll give you the list of everything I got here if, if everybody's interested. Uh, most people have probably seen it if they follow me on social media, but uh, he, he gave me a deal on the three high-end games. He actually knocked $20 off the price tag right off the top, which I was blown away. I was hoping for maybe like 10 bucks knocked off. <laughs> um, and then as I was looking through it, I'm like, well, you know what? I want to get this tonight because I don't want him to end up selling it to somebody else, like have somebody snipe in there and take it on me. So I, uh, yeah. So I said, okay, well, can I come? I can be at your house in half an hour. And uh, do you mind if I look through all your stuff and maybe uh, pick out a bunch of things? He said, sure, no problem. So I get to his house and uh, I pulled about a big stack. What do we got? Two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 20, 20 some odd games out. 21 from the the picture. Is it 21? There you go. So, so, uh, And we ended up settling. There was some haggling back. Well, not really haggling, but I kind of did a section of games, and then I found more stuff that I wanted, and I added on. Uh, in the end, I actually spent $180, which is a pretty big chunk of change. But after valuing, um, like valuing all the games, they're worth about $445. So Thanks. definitely very happy there. Um, I won't go through everything, but just a couple of the highlights was I got a Shenmue 2. Um, with the manual, uh, Stubbs the Zombie, which is a game you don't see very often on the original Xbox, and a copy of Conker's Live and Reloaded. Uh, no manual on this one, but still definitely worth the uh, trip there. Yeah, there's a couple other good ones in there, like ones that are just fun games, like the Odd World game, Odd World games, The Warriors. People always talk about it being really good. Mm-hmm. Grabbed by the Ghoulies, and uh, I see Disaster Report. People always talk about being pretty good too. Yeah, that's like my third copy of that I've <laughs> recently picked up too. So it's nice. <laughs> Never played. I just that... heard. Oh, sorry. Musty mentioned one too, and it sounded interesting. Yeah, I'm actually keeping that. I've never played it, and it's been on my radar. Uh, and that's the. Um... I don't even know how you want to pronounce it. Um, Suduke? Suduike? Um, I know nothing about it. I've heard good things about it. Musty mentioned that it's a really good one. Oh, okay. 
I have heard of it. Yeah. Sudeki? Is that what it Sudeki? is? Sudeki? It might be Sudeki, yeah. I don't know. Um, no manual in this one, but this one's just going to go in my personal collection anyways. Cool. Let's get pick up. All right. And then where did you find it? You said Kijiji, right? Yeah, it was Kijiji, yeah. Uh, do you do anything special for Kijiji for your searches or... No, normally I'll just go search directly under video games, and then I search Barry, I search Muskoka, I search Owen Sound, all my surrounding areas. Are you filtering based on certain games you want, or are you just searching no, on normally, the Normally, I just literally search the latest and just skim through and look at everything. Do Occasionally, you if, the last thing you looked at? Like, you know where the, you were, were last yeah, time you looked? Yeah, for the most part, that's what I do. Yeah. If there's something specific I'm looking for, I'll, I'll try searching it to find it. But I find, like with this lot, it's <clears> just a generic picture of everything. And you got to look at the picture to find out what they are. Like his ad said, games, Xbox games, two dollars to ten dollars, and then it was just a giant picture of all the shelves. So I and ten dollars for like stubs and and um, well, th hunger. those those were the ones that were under his other ads that I had. To okay, that makes sense. That's so he had say. he had stubs, uh, and conquers and Shimu two. He had the three. Two of those were at twenty each. One was at forty. So, so was, is he a collector? Did he say anything about yeah, that? It sounds like the prices are they much were, right on. They were close. They were they were under. He actually recognized me when I got there. He goes, Hey, you're the guy that runs the Barry Game Exchange, right? He goes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's like, good. Yeah, that's me. He goes, Yeah, I was at your first and your third event. And he goes, I didn't make it to the last one. He goes, Okay. So he asked how it was and everything, but he knew who I was. Okay. Um, that's actually one one of the first times I've done a deal where somebody's recognized me. That's funny. It doesn't explain why he wasn't at the second one though. No, or the fifth one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Hmm. Fourth, but uh, he so said many. most of his stuff he had picked up through doing yard sales. So obviously he didn't spend as much money on them anyways. Actually, one other one, which was uh, I didn't mention, and I'll just run back to it quickly here, is uh, X-Men Children of the Atom on the PS1. He had this priced at $40, and it's listed at about $80 value in Canadian. Oh, interesting. Yeah, see, I don't know much about P PS1 games, but I saw I it and thought that looks like an odd one. <laughs> Uh, and he dropped it to 30 for me. So he dropped mm. another 10 off of it already. So he, because I bought in bundle, he was great. Yeah. Well, that's good. Bundle deals. And how much do you think you're, you're keeping of them? Um, for sure. The one, the rest probably I'm planning on flipping. Um, I'm not going to say anything right now, but I got some stuff in the works here, hopefully for the end of the month. Uh, <laughs> okay. No worries. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reveal too much, but uh, just keep an eye out, and everybody'll see all that they need to see. Hopefully, by the end of the month. All right. Intriguing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so Jeez. curious now. I hate waiting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so next on the list is me. Uh, what did I pick up recently? So I grabbed a couple things. Uh, it actually was a, a weekend of controllers for me this past weekend. Um, I picked up a. Wiimote with Motion Plus, black with the rubber cover, and then that came with a nunchuck and a uh, Wii Classic controller made by TTX, and all those three together was 20 bucks. And then I picked up on the next day, no, two days later, I picked up a um, Wii Classic Pro controller, uh, the gold one, the GoldenEye one, and a black one together for 20 bucks, the two of them. Nice. So not bad, and of those things, what am I planning on keeping? Oh, I found one Kijiji. Uh, both of them were Kijiji deals. Uh, just ads I came across. 
I I think I even watched the one of them for a while, thinking maybe I won't go get it. It was pretty far away. Yeah, the second one was in in Cambridge, so that's like a twenty five minute drive from here. It's hard to arrange things with people and get my wife to be okay with driving twenty five minutes with the kids to go get some stuff, or let yeah. me go without the kids, you know. And uh, so yeah, I sat on it for a bit waiting, but the gold controller I couldn't pass up. I wanted to get one at least to recoup the money and save and keep the other. So. Uh, the Wii Motion Plus black controller I was planning on originally selling because I have four Wii motes, uh, white ones with the Wii Motion Plus on the bottom, but it's more convenient to have the Wii Motion Plus built in. And also one of my Wii motes, I'm having an issue where it just won't turn on. You put the batteries on, in, press a button, press any button, and the lights don't flash. And I've had that with three Wii motes now. Really? Where the lights don't flash. And it's like there's no batteries in it at all, but the batteries work in another Wii mote. Or brand new batteries don't do don't work either. So hmm. I can't figure it out. The only thing I can think of is that there's a fuse inside. Maybe the fuse blue or something like that. I gotta take them apart. I had one or two of them that were like that that I just threw away because I was sick of troubleshooting controllers. Um, and now I've got two more of them, and I might actually tear them apart and try to figure it out. So yeah, that was my my weekend of controllerness. Um, keeping or selling. I think I'm gonna sell the golden eye one and keep everything else. Nice. Yeah, sure. That should I could almost recoup all of it. I think I'm pretty sure they sell for thirty. Yeah, they're around. They're around that for sure. And it's in great condition. It looks like it's never even been used. He had the game too, but he wanted an extra ten bucks for it. I'm like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Catherine. How about you? Um. Yeah, I don't. It's. I was wasn't sure if I was even going to have anything for this list because I don't buy a lot of stuff because my partner is Miles and <laughs> he does plenty of buying for the both I of us. Really on. <laughs> um, but we did go to Fan Expo last weekend and there are some vendors there and I don't even know the name of the store but there's there's one guy who has usually has like a ton of import stuff. Um, Miles uh, mostly is buying for PS4 now. Like that's the collection that he's really building. And so there's a lot of really good um, import stuff that we've gotten from this guy. He bought, so this is not mine, but Miles got uh, Parappa the Rapper Parappa the Rapper on PS4, a physical copy of that. And then um, I, for myself, bought um, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney for the... I guess it's, is it a 3DS game? I think Probably. Um, DS or 3DS. I think it's a 3DS game. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> That's pretty I, bad, I, I but think that, I think that one's DS. Is it DS? Yeah. Okay. And then the I, <laughs> yeah. DS, I have a hard time um, pulling the trigger on these Phoenix Wright games. Cause I can never re- remember which ones I have, but <laughs> I know for sure I don't have the Apollo justice one. So I was able to get, and it was actually uh, sealed. Um, yeah. That's not how you're supposed to say it. You're supposed to say it like Pat Contry. Sealed. Was, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's all right. What is that from? From the completely unnecessary podcast, Pat oh. Contry. Okay. That's fine. Uh, sorry, I don't know. But Happy it, NES Punk, you know him? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. That's why he says it anyway. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Everybody seems to say it that way. <laughs> I I just got I just got a sealed copy. Um, it was I think forty dollars um, plus tax, and I don't even know if that was a great price for it. Probably not amazing. Probably pretty close to what it's worth. Yeah, probably pretty much. It says twenty twenty six new US. Oh, okay. Ooh, so. Okay. So, um, but I don't see it that often. 
That's what I was going to say. I've never seen it either. I've never Especially seen it in the wild. Yeah. So I was like, <clears throat> you know what? I'll pull the trigger this time. Only because I, I really don't buy that much. We weren't spending a ton that Payback. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Payback and, to Miles. <laughs> yeah. And... He and that's the one series that I'm I am trying to get for myself just because I really enjoy the games. I haven't played a ton of them, but I know that I like the Phoenix Wright games, and then um, it's something that I can kind of keep my eye on because I'm not like a huge collector or anything like that. So I know that I'm going to play them, and I'm if they're all pretty similar, right? I don't think there's much difference in the gameplay or anything like that. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm no expert on those. You'd have to talk to uh, just different stories. Shelby, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, just different stories, but the same. The gameplay and everything's the same. But it, I enjoy it. So, because I know that I'm going to play them and I'll probably like them, then I'm fine buying them. So, yep, that's it. So, yes, I'm keeping it. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's fine. Like I said, I'm keeping stuff too. All right, what, what are we selling in the next section? Um, starting off with me, what am I selling? So I have all the stuff I have left over from Barry Game Exchange to sell. Um, I've actually been posting some of it periodically um, on Kijiji mostly. Uh, well, actually, yeah, just Kijiji and a few things on eBay. Um, so that's pretty much it. I've got a huge list of, I mean, I didn't even check how much money I have left or how much value I have left of of inventory so if i sold 900 but that's not quite everything i don't know like almost two grand worth of games left i think to sell oh, wow. anywhere somewhere i don't i i would be happy to get half that for them but <laughs> the games and accessories and stuff i mean stuff like controllers is like i have a wireless uh, xbox 360 uh, arcade stick that just seems hard to sell because people want wired it's just a random thing from the list that i can remember uh, stuff that I've gotten all over the place. Yeah, they want wired? Yeah, they want wired because there's less latency, I guess. Okay. I don't know if it's accurate or if people just believe that. But when people are talking about competition, I think, they, they want right. wired. That so, makes sense. Anyone who's pay willing to pay a decent amount at all, like not $20, want to uh, you know get a, get a wired one. Yeah. That makes it's sense. All, yeah. All stuff I want to get rid of because I have way too much stuff left over. It's all on the table behind me, but you can't see it. Thankfully. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. Not very interesting. Not very detailed. But yeah, uh, Catherine. Um, yeah, Miles already like whenever we we do a show, he he just takes whatever we don't sell and gets a trade in credit at um, usually at ANC Games. He can get a decent amount. So we don't have anything major left from Barry, but I did find a copy of Luigi's Mansion, um, Dark Moon for the 3DS. And I was going to play it, so I put it in my 3DS and then I found another copy of it. So, um, <laughs> Like found in your apartment, you mean? Yeah, like I found like, like GG and went and bought. <laughs> well, I went, I went and grabbed the case assuming it was the one that I had put in my DS, and then when I opened it, there was a game inside. Wait, wait a second. Um, so I guess Miles picked it up because um, he he remembers where all this stuff comes from, which I'm always impressed by. But he had bought like a really big lot from someone, and it was part part of that. Like it had come with the loose a one. Two, yes, um, it was complete, complete. Because so both of our copies were are, were complete. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's just that. <laughs> 
I put one in my DS and put the case down and then I found a case somewhere else and assumed it was that one and it wasn't. So, so now we have that for sale, but I, I usually leave like this selling, I leave up to miles. Like he may bring it in for trade credit. If there's like, if EB games is having a deal where you get extra trade credit or something, but, um, or like he he's not been doing so much um, like eBay or anything like that Kijiji stuff like that he's he's kind of taken a break from that so most likely unless we find someone who actually wants it that we know that wants it that he'll sell to he'll probably just get trade credit as in like gas I don't yeah, know I've been wanting to do that too with trade credit my problem is the stores in my area I, one I don't like another one I don't like and then. <laughs> One more I like, but they don't take everything because they're a smaller store. And then the fourth one, which I want to deal with more, is the furthest one away. But they're actually moving very close to me. But they're in the middle of a move, so they're not buying anything. Uh, but then it'll be super convenient. <laughs> yes, agreed. And they'll also want inventory. So maybe it'll be a good time to go then right after they're done moving. I'll we'll give you a bunch of stuff. I'll give you some of Miles' stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, you know Miles and all of his EB game stories. So he... he yeah somehow finds a way to squeeze the most out of them with, for the trade credit. So I leave it up to him. Yeah, I don't buy a new game, so it doesn't work well for me. But if I could get um, a Switch completely paid for in a game, couple games, I would totally do it. Yeah. yeah. I have never taken anything into EB Games to do trades, so I need to do that sometime. I just need a heads up from Miles the next time there's a crazy deal. <laughs> I'll let him know. Even a good I'll deal. A good deal. <laughs> he, he sent me today, there was like a coupon for... Um, is it two for one? No, I did. Buy see, one I, I went in there the other something day. Something for Wii U games. There's yeah, Wii and Wii U. Buy two, get one for free right now. Yeah. Yes, I did so do he, that, but there's none in my store. Yeah, there's yeah. hardly any Wii games now. They don't take them in anymore unless they're Mario games, basically. Yeah, so we're lucky because we're in Toronto. We have the big flagship store that usually has a ton of stuff there. But mm. Miles reminded me that he said that he's not going to buy games until at least Black Friday. <laughs> unless he pre-ordered them. Unless, unless they're pre-ordered, but I feel like this may test him, this buy two, get one. Or it might, <laughs> he'll just find a loophole and have me go buy the games for him or something like that. Or who made me do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll just go do it. I'll go buy it. But I, I like I liked the Wii U. Like, yeah. And I, I like a lot of the games for it. So, uh, you know, we're not planning on getting rid of ours anytime soon. So, I would be fine getting some more games for it. Yeah. And it's backwards compatible to the Wii. So it's just an all-round convenient system, I find. There's enough good stuff on both of those systems. I'm looking at picking worth... up a second one right now. Oh, really? Probably to flip, though. It's broken, and it's, it's $40. So. Do you think you can fix it? It needs a battery. It needs a battery for the tablet. That's all he said. But then he said it also needs a charger for the tablet. But oh. those two things I can get for like 40 bucks. So if I do 40 bucks for the broken system, 40 bucks worth of parts, and I got a working system, that would be good. Are they selling for a lot now? I don't know. I, really I still see them listed for $200. Really? Wow. But I don't know if people buy them at $200 or not. Or if that's only one, like if the ones with games and controllers included sell for that. But still, if I got it for 40, put 40 into it to repair it, and I was able to sell it for 150 That'd be great. Still worth yeah. it, yeah. Still worth yeah. it. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Uh, and where were we? I'm getting lost. Selling. And we're on Hodge now. Hodge, what are you selling? 
Yeah, um, obviously the stuff that I just picked up. <laughs> um, I have, so I had um, three tables actually at the BGE myself. Uh, my wife ran them mostly. And uh, I did okay selling there, but I still have a ton of stuff left over to move. Um, a lot of the stuff is from yard sales this summer. I had a really good summer yard selling. Uh, so I've collected a lot of inventory. I have my little room over here, uh, and it's it's a big mess right now. I'm trying to organize things, and I have an old dresser in there that I'm kind of sorting games through right now and organizing them all into systems. Like, I have, I don't know, 30 or 40 Nintendo games right now, and I have, like, a dozen Super Nintendo games, and I have, I don't know, probably 30 or 40 PS3 games. So I got lots of stuff to go through right now. Um I have a master system lot, but that is spoken for. I'm actually working out a deal with Bill. So hopefully I'm going to meet up with him and, uh, and I got a big deal, big trade going on there, but I'm going to try to sell most of the stuff. And I do do trades. Like when I get inventory in, uh, I have a few people, uh, that always come to me for stuff. I have a local person that's always looking for Nintendo and N64 stuff. So whenever I get new stuff in, I always contact them right away. And uh, I recently sold him, uh, it was about five games, and I gave a whole, gave him a whole bunch of dust sleeves, and I got $140 out of that stuff. He's a collector, not a reseller? He's a collector, yeah, he's a collector. So I got $140 out of him, and that stuff came from a lot that I bought for 160 and I got, uh, you guys may have seen the picture, I got a complete inbox Nintendo with that lot, like the NES action set yeah. with the styrofoam and everything. So I kept that. Uh, that's going in my collection. Uh, and then I still have another stack of games to sell. So I've already recouped my cost minus 20 bucks right now. Yep. It's good. That's awesome. It's exactly what I'm preaching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Best way to do it. <clears throat> yeah. Wicked. Uh, do you know what? Uh, percentage of stuff you would have sold in Barry that you have how much you have left kind of oh, thing. I I, uh, I only made about six hundred dollars in Barry selling okay. stuff. So I, di- I didn't make that much. Is that only though? <laughs> well, not that only. sounds pretty good. Yeah, I've heard people who have made a lot less. Now you yeah. did have three tables though. So. I had three tables. Um, I was hoping to do a little bit better than that. Um, I think part of the problem is my my wife and she did the table and that was awesome. But if I was working the table and when I've worked tables in the past, you got to talk to people. When somebody comes up to your table and they're looking at stuff, you want to interact with them. You want to talk. You want to be where my wife just kind of sat back because she's, yeah, she's more reactive. She's not, and, yeah. yeah. Not so into the she, scene either. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, she likes playing video games and stuff, but not the selling aspect of it. She likes finding the deals, setting them up, yep. and, then, and then I go pick them up and stuff nice. like that. <laughs> But uh, can I borrow her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I she have a good pizza too. Yes, thank you. <laughs> she does. Oh yeah, that pizza. Uh, um, I, I have a feeling if it was myself or somebody else possibly selling, I may have done a little bit better. But I mean, there was a lot of tables there, so there was a lot of choice of people to go to. And I mean, yeah. I'm not going to scoff at. Oh, I only made six hundred bucks. I mean, it, it was good, and I'm happy. And I mean, that probably more than covered any money I spent this summer on yard sales. Like I'm definitely way above I'm, I'm, I don't keep a detailed list and I think <laughs> we'll talk about that later. I try yeah. to, but I know 
lots when I get a lot in, and then when I take stuff out of it and resell it, I know I'm ahead on everything. I've already made my money back on them, and I know I'm ahead. Yep. Um, I can't think of a lot right now that I got in and not sold stuff and either recouped all of my costs or the majority of my costs. And also, you're probably finding stuff that you want to keep, right? So there's, you know, that you can add that to the value of, you know, finding something for your actual collection too. Right? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, if I buy a lot of ten games and I keep three of them and sell the rest, well, those three games, if they were worth ten bucks a piece, well, that's thirty dollars there, right? So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. <clears throat> All right. Uh, next section is our tip corner. Um, <laughs> try and uh, give a tip to the people. Catherine, you're first. You got any buying and selling tips to share? <laughs> I was just like, I don't know, be nice. I think you have to be friendly, but kind of to what Hodge was saying, like I, so a lot of the times I'm, I spent most of my time behind the table in Barry and I, I enjoy it. Like I like being back there, but I'm not the best seller, which is why um, we do a lot of prep work before. So like our spreadsheets and stuff like that. Um, this is the first time though, that we didn't really put the the other column which is you know how <laughs> how low am i authorized it's generally just so that i don't i don't rip off miles really right because this is like yeah. mostly his stuff it's mostly his money that's going into it so i want to try to help him make back his money and so i just so we normally have that list for this time though because we didn't have as much stuff this time um we originally, like when, when it was planned, we were going to be part of the Cartridge Club's group um, sponsor tables. We were only going to have half a table, so we didn't have a ton of stuff. We were just able to spread out a little bit more once, once we found out that we were going to get a bit more space. Um, so this time, instead of having, like, I, I've just done it enough times now that I have an idea of how low I can go for certain price games. But the ones that I'm nervous about are the are the high ticket ones. Like, I mm -hmm. really want to make sure that he gets um, at least what he's hoping to get or close to it. So for those ones, I made sure that he kind of marked down how low I could go for those ones. And any kind of, like, people come to the table a lot to trade, Um and I would always call in miles for that. But I I found that for like like Hodge was saying, like part of it is talking to people. I know that when I go around to tables though, like I'm I'm an introvert and I I don't know that much about video games. So when people like start talking to me, I get a little bit nervous because like, oh, I don't want to feel like I have to buy something from your table. But I think <laughs> you do um try to read kind of body language. I, I noticed this time around, um like a couple times like a f familiar face would visit for like maybe the third or fourth time. And I know that there are people like, I, I know P1 talks about it and I think Pam as well. They are, they yeah. just pay ticket price, right? They don't even ask. And Miles is the, like, Miles is always trying to get a little bit of a deal. Like even if it's not much, like you, you feel good if you save like five bucks or something like that. Um, but I think that some people won't pull the trigger because of that, right? Because they're not, they won't ask. So sometimes, you know, I, and I've, it's happened to me at tables too, where you pick up a game and someone else, it's like, if it's ticketed price is $20 and then they might just say, well, you know, I'll give it to you for 15. I might be more likely to buy it then. Right. Yeah. So I feel like you kind of need to read a little bit of the body language and say, I think that guy's ready to buy, but like maybe if I, 
you know, offer him to knock down the price a little bit, he'll actually pull the trigger. So you get, I, I've done it a few times now. So now, now I feel like you, you get a little bit better about reading the, the, the clientele maybe. <laughs> yeah. I found I wasn't even, I found I was too busy to, to do that, to read the clientele. I was just <laughs> ridiculously busy there. I mean, I was going to talk about this later, but we brought our daughter too. That didn't help with being busy, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to do more of what you're, what you were doing. Um, I try to avoid talking to people when I'm buying. I don't want to have a conversation when I'm buying or when I'm searching around. I'm so the same. <laughs> I look same at it that other people want the same and I think I'm probably wrong. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, 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 I'm the same with you guys. I don't want to be bothered when I'm looking for games, but if I'm selling, I'm the opposite. I want to talk to the people. I want to try to get them to buy. So, yeah, that's true. I mean, it, I, I'm trying to think of a scenario where my talking is going to help them buy. I guess by saying the game's good, or like Catherine said, offering them a deal, or 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 just being friendly. I guess can help too. Because I mean, I had that help. Maybe it's counterintuitive as a seller to be the one offering a deal before being asked for one, <laughs> right? Like, it seems I'm so fun. cheap, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, we're we're a little bit different. Like we for for us, we don't want to bring anything back with us. You you see Miles at the end of the shows, he's always like fire sailing everything, right? He was so excited to do that announcement, he, like at the end of the show. When it was just Why vendors, your table? <laughs> it was just like vendors cleaning up, and Miles got on the announcement. The PA system was like, "This whole box, five dollars." Um, just we just don't want to bring it back because we're not vendors. We're not, you know, we don't have a lot of space, um, and we're not collectors either. So we're just like really culling a lot of our inventory. So we're a little bit different in that. Like I don't know if you're an, a vendor who goes to these things like, you know, who builds your stock to sell, then your attitude is probably very different than ours. Yeah. I can see so. people like that. I think the most, most of us are that way that we are willing to get rid of it. I, I would have been happy if someone had come over and offered me half the sticker price for all my stuff or even a third of the sticker price I probably would have taken. Yeah. <clears throat> but Hodge, I just don't want to have to pack it up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was, it was really annoying to pack it all up. I almost didn't get back in the car. <laughs> Which is sad because I sold a fair amount of stuff. Uh, how'd you sell every time though? So were you the same way? Would you have preferred to just sell everything at half price or something like that at the end? No, I, I wouldn't go as far as half price, but I mean, I would be happy to move stuff at a discounted price. Yeah. Um, I got to make something off of it, obviously. I don't want to just break even, you know what I mean, at that point. And because I know there's other events and Kijiji and things like that, I don't mind yeah. bringing it back with me. This... This year, though, this is the first time I've had an abundance of inventory, like like I said, three tables worth. Uh, normally, I have a couple little lots here or there, and when I know an event's coming up, if I'm going to an event, I will purposely seek out lots on Kijiji and things like that to buy before these events to try to make some extra coin. Um, so this is the first time I've had an abundance of stuff, and I didn't mind packing it up and bringing it home and holding on to it. Gotcha. Right. Uh, yeah. So moving on to me for this tip, we're dragging on, but that's okay. That's what this is for. Um, so my tip, I wrote it down and I already forget it. Um, I learned this the other day, uh, from experience and that's why I wrote it down. So when, uh, even when someone rejects your offer, be nice and thank them for answering you anyway. Uh, I had a lot, I've had more than one time where a person rejected or sorry, replied back to me 
uh, accepting my offer uh, when they realized that no one else, or sorry, that everyone else that was trying to buy from them was an idiot, even though the other person was willing to pay sticker price. They're just bad to deal with, not showing up, not answering, replying back with two word answers when you ask them several questions like, where do you want to meet and what time? <laughs> <laughs> so that's my tip is, you know, just be courteous and kind, even if you're not getting the deal you wanted to get, because it's still possible that person will come back to you and, uh, and, you know, give you that for the price you wanted. I think I already told it on here one time before about the the woman with the cell phone bill and her son. Um, but that that lot that I got for they were asking four hundred and seventy five dollars, and I talked it down to two hundred and seventy five. And three weeks later, they accepted the two hundred and seventy five because the the son had raked up a big cell phone bill, and they were trying to teach him a lesson. And they so they sold it all off to pay his bill. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, on to Hodge. Yeah, this tip, I've said it in lots of my videos. Uh, there's probably lots of people that say it, but when you're at a yard sale or when you're at Kijiji or wherever, always, always ask if they have more because nine times out of ten, or even just if they have any video games in general, nine times out of ten at yard sales this summer, it was me asking, do you have video games? And it was stuff from inside the house that they didn't have out that we're selling to pick up and get. I have a problem with not doing this. I never... <laughs> I did it for a while, especially when I was garage selling alone last year. There was a time period where my wife's like, I don't want to go. So at that time, I was I was asking more often. and I got a really good PlayStation 1 lot because of doing that. Well, not really good, but good value for what I paid. And I need to do it more. I need to yeah. make myself do it. I'm just too shy. I don't want to have to even make eye contact with people <laughs> that are doing the garage sale. I just want to get in, look, and leave. But I know I've seen enough videos from CJR and Scott, uh, Scott Squatch and yep. heard from you all the deals you find when you ask. And I just need to man up and ask. <laughs> you have to. like it's And where I live, um, where we're almost a retirement community in my town. So there's a lot of old people there and I get shot down a lot. They're old people. They're like, Oh, we don't play video games. It's an older retired couple, right? They don't play yeah, video I've games. I heard that too. But I mean, I went to one house and asked and it was an older couple, but sure enough, they had a stack of Wii games cause they had grandkids before, but they don't play them anymore. So I got a stack of Wii games and I went to one house. There wasn't a single thing of video games out. And I asked, do you have any video games? And the guy, Oh, I have an Atari 2600. So he goes in to get it, and when he came back out, he had a second box with a Nintendo in it. Like, I got a great score just just asking, and and uh, yeah, just you yeah. always, always have to ask. You might not want to, but do it. <laughs> Any Miles? Tips on how you ask? Sorry. Oh. Sorry, Catherine. That's okay. Oh, well, I was just going to say that Miles also specifically, like, we didn't do any garage sailing last sum this summer, but I know when we went out, and I think he probably learned it from CGR, was to specifically say, like, say it out loud like dreamcast or nintendo yep. super nintendo because that too. because they all think that anything older like even 360 or older you're not interested in so you mm -hmm. have to specifically say because like no we just have old stuff like they think that you're only there to get ps4 and xbox one stuff right yeah. so yeah. um I kind of, we, we didn't go out this summer, but I was like, oh, we should go because I bet you a lot of people are going to be dumping their Wii U stuff because they've all moved on to Switches, right? And mm -hmm. they don't value that stuff, right? They've moved on to the new thing. Like casual gamers, they just move on, right? They don't hoard. Like, yeah, like the 3DS people will be passing passing that stuff off to get to get the Switch and yeah. they're portable. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking yeah, of I just, that. I just thought of that now when you were saying Wii U. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that was the thing no, I remember that Miles did. Yep. 
uh, yeah, I was going to ask specifically any tips on on how you ask if they have more. Like, do you say, do you have video games? Or I've had a lady say, yeah, I have video games, then bring out a VHS tape. Like, <laughs> it's um, a video. Actually, uh, the one thing, and I caught myself, and my wife recognized it in one of my videos when I was using the GoPro. She said, you got to switch how you're saying it. So I did. Because a lot of the times I would go up and I would say, you don't have any video I've games. Some, I've do done you that have? too. Yep. And you're using the negative. don't, a negative, and that's easier for them to say no. So you need to stop, you got to go, do you have any video games? And then I do that Nintendo, Super yep. Nintendo, PlayStation, older stuff. Game Boy's a good one, too. Game Boy's a good one, yeah. Especially the kids that are growing up. Yeah, but that's that's it. Uh, do you have any video games? And it works better, too. If they happen to have something out there, if they have a PlayStation 3 game, pick it up. Hey, do you have any other video games like this? Maybe older stuff too. If you, if you have if they have stuff out there, odds are there's other stuff in the house. Yeah, I need to force myself to do that more. <laughs> it, it paid off this summer. Uh, this is the first summer where I've done lots of yard sailing almost every weekend, and I got something every weekend. Um, not tons of stuff sometimes, but I had probably three or four really big scores over this summer, and. It, it pays to ask. Yeah, we go almost every weekend too, and we always end up with getting something, but it's usually mm. for the wife or kids or or shelves or whatever else. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought like three or four shelves this summer too. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I have mine to put up still. All right, so at this point, we're going to take a break and do a uh, little plug for another podcast. This is player one of the Cartridge Club, and I wanted to take a second to tell you about Bonus Barrel. BB is made up of developers, artists, and testers from within the gaming world, and they bring their knowledge and insight to every show. Topics ranging from gaming culture to development cycles, you don't want to miss what these insiders have to say. Every Wednesday, you can get your fill of Rob, Seiji, Lef, and Shelby wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. Okay, uh, our next segment here is story time. Um, so anybody have a story to tell? Uh, these are generally uh, about an experience or something you went through or um, some interesting lesson you learned. So I'm going to start off with uh, just covering the Berry Game Exchange. This this whole podcast is kind of a, this episode is kind of a, a post-mortem for Berry Game Exchange, considering we're all kind of sellers, uh, vendors, or whatever else here. And uh the only way we can really learn from our experience of selling is by talking about it after the fact. So a lot of people have already talked a lot about Berry Game Exchange, but I think very few people have talked about it from a vendor point of view. So that's what we're here for. Um, I sold a Berry Game Exchange for my first time selling ever at an event. Uh, I ended up selling $935 worth of stuff, including my wife's cookies that she sold that were Tetris-themed. Um, I think the cookies were $13 worth it or something like that. I can't remember now. No, it's got to be more than that. I forget, I didn't write it down uh, separately, but uh, I have in my spreadsheet that I sold uh, $928 worth of stuff. So that's that's my haul or my uh, sales. Now, I also sold some of that stuff for a friend. Uh, she was giving me 30% commission, so I need to take all the stuff that was hers and I minus the money uh, that I'm paying her for the things, essentially, giving her her profit. But... So that's minus to that, and it was probably almost 100. It was 112 bucks of that was hers. So that's not bad still. Um, yeah, moving on to the next thing. I was kind of planning on asking Hodge about Barry from the organizer's point of view, since we are fortunate enough to have 
one of the organizers of the Berry Game Exchange here. Uh, I had a few questions written down. Is that right, Hodge? Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, how did you think of using an ice rink? Um, I mean this in the best way possible because it worked out awesome. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it definitely worked out amazing. Everybody I've talked to were blown away, like saying, this is perfect. This is awesome. Basically, what it boiled down to is that was the largest surface available in our price range in Barrie to rent. Um, our previous, awesome. yeah, our previous place at the Red Barn Event Center, it was okay. The inside of venue was nice, but there was a lot of problems outside with parking. Uh, I mean, people had to go park out in that field. I mean, if it had been finding a it wasn't great finding it, it was in a bad location in Barrie. Um, so we wanted to improve on our location. We wanted to have ample parking, good cell phone reception. Yeah, I was going to say cell phone um, reception at the yeah. Red Barn was bad too. Yeah. So we, I reached, out to the, yeah, I reached out to the city of Barrie and, and I knew they had some halls. Like they have a, the arena floor there and they have some other halls. And that was the biggest one we could get. It fit our budget and the time frame with those ice being out and everything worked perfect. That's and, great. And it's enough room there that there's tons of room for people to walk around. That was the thing I really liked about it is yeah. because the hockey rink's so big, you could walk on one side of the rows of table on the other side of the row of tables. And you could probably fit two people side by side. No problem walking down that aisle. Like, yeah, for sure. Weren't butt to butt trying to squeeze. through. <laughs> yeah. There was still, there was still the regular, someone's looking at this table and it's filled up. I can't look right now, but that's mm -hmm. to be expected. Everybody does their little shuffle and moves mm -hmm. down the tables. But um, in terms of when both tables are lined up, you can still walk between. And that's exactly. always a problem at the other swaps. And even your last swaps was, was mm -hmm. crowded that way. Just not a floor space. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that they even considered to give you that as an option for this event, unless they just, you know, went with square footage and told you what they had and never even thought of what it was being used for. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, well, we kind of told them what we were planning on doing. It was like, a, we basically said it's like a trade show is what we're planning on okay. doing, right? So um, yep. they said that that was probably the biggest enough area for you guys of what you would need to do. My, that makes sense. They've probably done that before. Yeah, and, and I mean, the and... time of year, they don't have anything else going on, right? So to them, it's a bonus that we want to rent it at that time of year. It's extra money for them. We're normally just sitting dormant. Nobody would be doing anything with it. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Um, were there more vendors this time than the last one? Yeah, definitely more vendors. I, I don't do it by vendor. We do it by tables. Yes, yes. So, makes sense. so in yep. the end, it was like 100 and it was either 152 or 154 tables. Okay. And our previous event, I believe it was 142 or 144. So it was around 10 more tables than our last event. Uh, but then we also added in the gaming areas. So we had yes. the Cup Lounge where we had the thank you. You donated some of your stuff for the Cartridge yeah, Club no Lounge for playing video games. And then we had some Magic the Gathering going on. We had a bunch of board game areas going on. So uh, we expanded with adding all that new stuff in. So it was definitely a lot more tables and a lot more uh, vendors. I, well, I just want to say how I'm impressed I was because often when the first time that you introduce something like that, like everyone who goes there is expecting the vendor side of things, right? Like being able to go. But I was really impressed how busy everything else was, right? Like people were playing the the board games, people were playing magic and they were playing the, like in the little arcade setup. And I was, I was like, it, it did really well. Like you, you found the right people to run that because a lot of times, like, I mean, fan expo, um, 
they struggled, I think, with the board game stuff when they first introduced it. Like nobody was there to play board games. And they tried to do, I think one of the other shows tried to do like sp a sports card section. And that lasted one year because nobody, they just couldn't drive enough people to it. So yeah. I was actually really impressed how well that was, that turned out. So good job. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of a concern of ours going into it. We knew we wanted to add this stuff to make it bigger and to draw in all geek culture. Um, we, we hoped to add an extra 10 to 15 to 20 tables of that type of things, of board games, of magic, of comics, of just collectibles and stuff like that. And, and we pretty much achieved those goals. I didn't know how it was going to pan out. Um, the one that did the best, in my opinion, is Sir Games a lot. Uh, he was in the one far corner and he had some of the uh, tabletop demos going. That was one was uh, Warhammer. He had Warhammer and, uh, set up. Warhammer, yeah. Yeah, and he had a Star Wars game but he did such a good job uh him and his group were playing the game and trying to get people involved and selling it and he i spoke to him after the show and he said he had a good time he's definitely uh, down to come back next year so we'll have to where to where is his store is it he's in barry in the, in the barry in the um one of the malls in barry it's not the georgia mall it is the kozlov mall i believe oh. in barry Okay. Um, so he he's down to come back next year so i think we're going to try to reach out to him early and try to do some sort of partnership where he can do a running of maybe a bigger game area or something and just have him do everything gaming related yeah like i saw a ton of people playing warhammer which is mm -hmm. like a pretty intimidating game to just walk in but i think they were really good about just like just try it just see what it's like for 10 minutes or something like it wasn't like super daunting like you're gonna learn this giant 300 page rule book in this <laughs> you know and then i'm gonna figure out how to play but and and i know like ashley was super excited fraser's wife from pbg his wife ashley was super excited that there was board game stuff there because she's less into the video game stuff but I saw her and she was like, oh, I bought a bunch of board games. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know they were going to have that. So it was it was really good at like drawing in like more interests, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Bay Bayfield Mall, just so you know. It's Bayfield, okay. There's three malls in Barrie. I always get them confused. No worries. All right. Uh, more attendees this yes, year? Definitely. So I heard you guys ran out of tickets and yeah, making it out of paper or something. <laughs> to make it out of paper and then i said you know what give me give me 10 minutes i hopped in the car and i drove over to the dollar store in the middle of the show and i went <laughs> and up, uh, like raffle tickets you would have yeah. at a wedding or something nice. um yeah our last two events we were pretty stale on attendance where we hit the same number our last two events so we were like we gotta go big we want to try to get more people there right to the vendors want bodies in the door right the more people there happier the vendors are and yep. especially when you're adding more vendors you need more people to help balance everything out yeah. so we we sunk a lot more money into our advertising this year with the fact we expanded to add these new things to a broader audience to bring in those other people so our attendance uh the last two events was just over 400 people uh, we don't include the vendors in attendance. This is strictly who came through the door. And this past event, we were at, it was like 715 or so people. So wow. it, was, it was a huge awesome. increase. Um, originally, I said I would hope to get around five or 600 people through. Um, and I exceeded my expectations. So definitely was uh, very happy with that. 
That's awesome. My next question was going to be, is there, was there more advertising? Yeah, time? yeah, we put a ton <laughs> more in advertising. Uh, about a month out, we start doing paid advertising on Facebook and stuff like that. We uh, we do paid advertising on Kijiji. We hit we we do the paid stuff in like Toronto and Barrie, and we also did some paid advertising in like the toy sections as well, not just strictly video games. So we promoted the aspect of board games and and Magic the Gathering and comics like in the toy section, and then we would focus the advertising on video games in the video game section, and paid off um the other thing that really helped is youtubers doing videos promoting the event uh just people spreading word of mouth on twitter and on facebook shares and stuff like that uh, sir games a lot again i'll go back to him he did a video on his facebook page that had well over 500 views saying he was going to be there he actually did two videos he was going to be there so come on down come check it out so he, he said his customers enjoyed it because they came they would normally go to a store but they came to our event and then if they bought anything off them they didn't have to pay taxes so they kind of like that little bonus so. oh nice that's awesome. Um, yeah, I was going to ask how you did on your table, but we already covered that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and this was the uh, fifth event. Mm -hmm. Why did you and Darby originally start Berry Game Exchange? So basically, I was a collector, and I went to Waterloo. I went to one of their shows way back in the day, like two or three, maybe even four locations. Um, I'm trying to remember where it was. Like, did you, Have you been to all the Waterloo shows? I haven't been to all of them. I've only been to them since they moved to the Rim Park. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I So, before Rim Park, they were at, like, a hotel. And then before that, I think it was another hotel type thing. So, that was the very first one I went to. And I wasn't hardcore collecting then. I kind of just got into collecting. Um, and I went there just to see, oh, what's this about? And it was pretty cool. I bought a few things. And, and it was neat to see. And then when I started getting more into hardcore collecting, I'm like, well, we don't have this in Barrie. I've told this story before. There's nothing close by that does this. There was nothing in Toronto. Their closest place was Waterloo. So, I mean, two hour, two and a half hour drive. Yeah. Let's let's do it in Barrie. There's a lot of people around here. So, our very first event, I was hoping we would sell like 20 tables, do enough to cover the hall rental and, and build from there. And we doubled that amount. We had like 40 some odd tables at our first show. Uh, I, our attendance was... I think it was around a hundred and some odd people that showed up for our first show and we just built from there and and i feel we do a good job um i was listening to retro fandango uh today and, and kevin mentioned how each event we do we just get better and better where hit, hit, people will tell us oh you don't need to do anything it was perfect but we'll do something more we'll add to it and it just makes it better so it was nice to hear that i mean yeah uh, I agree. <laughs> I, we, yeah, thank you. Like, I, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but or sound toot arrogant, toot. but I, I think we do. <laughs> I think we do a great job. I think we put on a good show, and hopefully, we'll continue to keep doing it. Yeah, I can't even think of what you're going to do next to do it even better. <laughs> <laughs> Ponies. We'll figure it out, I guess. Ponies. Pony we'll rides. A, a petting Pony. zoo. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, you're next, Hodge. I was drilling you the whole time, but you're up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so a good experience I had with a buyer, and it was a fairly recent one. Uh, I saw an ad on Facebook, a local Facebook group, and it was a Nintendo hookups, two controllers, zapper gun, and I think there was three games with it. The guy only wanted 40 bucks for it. 
So I was the first person to contact him. Hey, I'll pick this up today. Let me know. And he responded saying, okay, we're trying to work out an agreement on when I could meet up. And then other people started commenting. Oh, I'll take that. I'm next. Oh, I'll take that. I'm next. Oh, I'll give you more money. Yeah. And the guy goes, the guy goes in the thing. Oh, geez, maybe I'll start a bidding war. But he didn't stay true to his word. He met me up. I I met him like a couple hours after the ad was up and he met me, took my money, gave me the stuff, like kept his word. I've had lots of deals like that, but then I've had the other end of the spectrum where you have the people that are like, Oh, sorry, I got a better offer. So if you're, you got to give me 10 more dollars and then it's yours. Like, yeah, I get that on Kijiji around here. We have the biggest Facebook group in our, in my area is like over 40,000 people and they have ridiculous rules. Like you can't say mine, you have to say interested and you can't back out. And if you're, it's just ridiculous. You can't buy for someone else. You can't sell for someone else. Really? Wow. If you, <laughs> if you don't show up more than twice, you're kicked out of the group. It's crazy, crazy rules. I'm Jeez. actually curious how many people there are now, but the rules kind of make sense. Cause it's such a huge group. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it's way more. Yeah. Do they now. rate the buyers and stuff too? Like I know they there's a, they, they have like a group of approved by uh, sellers and they have um yeah so forty-seven thousand people so that's a lot of work to keep that all intact they have like seven admins and they're all like stay-at-home moms it's crazy (laughs) crazy work and and they're a little bit too strict but i i can't totally blame them but like i've gotten a warning before because um what did i do anyway i'm going way off topic but i i I think i just i mess i told the girls i said interested but i didn't confirm pickup time publicly for everybody. No, I asked a question. I asked a question to her directly and they said that wasn't allowed. And even though I was around the corner from her house, the next person got it instead of me. Can't remember what the hell it was. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like I was right there, money in hand. Yeah, Mm -hmm. really strict, but uh, it's a lot of people to manage. Anyway, (laughs) that was it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just uh, you have the good, you have the bad. Yeah, they w- they would kick that person out if they changed that to a, 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 a auction. Basically, is what I was trying to get at originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and Catherine. Oh, I was just going to talk about um our <laughs> limited run games. Like we we were buying a bunch of them, but um only if we either know the title or if we like watch a trailer or something say well you know that looks pretty interesting like i bought um plague road and ocean horn i think those are the two i got because they looked interesting to me like well, you know i would probably play those games but the one that miles really really wanted was night trap and um it was the day that right before uh Barry, actually. So all of the Cartridge Club people were coming in on that Friday. Um, and I tried in the morning. So the, the problem is Miles and I both can't access the website from work and we're at work when the morning sale goes on. So I do my best to order it from my phone. And and I've been really lucky a, a bunch of times. But of course, the one time for Night Trap, I just made like you you have to you have to do run a perfect checkout, right? Like you, you have to, yeah. everything needs to be logged in. You have to like click the right address and make sure everything's properly, properly set up. And I made one stupid mistake, and then I, I, di- I didn't get it. So I said I'll try again um, after work at six. But Miles was going to be—he was actually with Julian Vega, 
the Latin legend. Yep. He was he was with him at the time. So I said, okay, well, I'll go home. I'll try and then I'll meet up with you. And I went home. I tried. Just it was just impossible. That one was so hard to get. And Next so I tell me. <laughs> I texted Miles and said, sorry, I didn't get it. And he texted back, oh, don't worry. Thanks so much for trying. And um, and then two minutes later, my friend that I work with, a good friend of mine, Colette, she's monkey girl in the forums and stuff. She, she actually plays along with the Cartridge Club games and stuff, but uh, she's not that active in it. But she messaged me. She sent me a text and she was like, oh, were you able to get Night Trap? And I said, oh no like I tried and it didn't happen and then she texts me back she's like okay well I got you a copy she was not at all interested in buying the game for herself she just knew that I really wanted it and just <laughs> in case I didn't get it she thought she would try and she got a copy so I immediately text Miles and was like oh my god Colette got us this copy and um, when I actually met up with him um, him and Julian afterwards, he was like, it was like a roller coaster. Julian saw it all. I was like so sad and depressed and then like on a dime just flipped and was like freaking out because he couldn't believe he got it. Um, and then just to show good karma, um, when this, when we found out about the Super, the SNES Classic presale, um, Miles and I both tried and we actually were both also very lucky. We each got one and Colette tried and she didn't get one. So to pay, <laughs> to pay her back, she's getting a, a SNES classic. Like, nice. so there's good karma involved, but the limited run games, is, it really is, is just a crapshoot whether or not well, you get it. If you really want a, uh, Yee's Origins collector's edition for Vita, <laughs> I will have one. <laughs> Because oh, you I, ordered, I ordered it for P2 in case he didn't get it. See, but like, that's so awesome. Julian Vega, I think so a did, lot of people did. I so bought the PS4 uh, one, okay. and I was like, I don't even know what Ease is, but everyone keeps talking about it. I was like, well, maybe I should get the collectors just in case. And I, I just know, like, also, it sounds like a game that I would like. And Miles, like I said, he's he likes collecting for PS4, so having a collector's edition is totally fine so you know, <laughs> we have our copy of that coming <laughs> all right mine will probably go on ebay if no one in the cartoon <laughs> needs it after i after i receive it um <laughs> all right next thing is uh questions uh slash discussion um so we kind of just talk about our collections and tracking stuff here and Hodge, you're first. Uh, how do you track your purchases and sales you kind of started talking about this a little bit yeah so at the beginning of this year, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a good job. I'm going to track everything in the spreadsheet. Everything I buy, I'm going to put in there, price out what I got for it. And I was doing good up until the summer, and then yard sale season hit, and there was just so much stuff coming in. It was hard <laughs> to just put it in there and take that time. Like I would, I'm lucky with my job. I have time at my work that I can do some stuff like this. And I was doing a good job. I would put in literally every game. If it was a lot of games that I paid $50 for, I would divide that 50 up between every game. Okay, this is what I paid for that game. And then if it was stuff I was selling, it would go in my sell spreadsheet portion of it. If it was stuff I was keeping, I would go in my keep. So I would track how much money I'd spent in the year towards video games. And it just kind of went downhill there. Um, <laughs> so I unfortunately have given up on that. Maybe I'll start it again next year. We'll see. But I'm no longer tracking purchases and sales. On a spreadsheet, I know in my mind where I'm at if I'm ahead or behind, basically. But that's about it. 
Eric, my DQ dog, is dying a little inside right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're abandoning spreadsheets. We're just using it. We're just using memory. <laughs> All right. And uh, I mean, if you had spreadsheet, I ask you any if you had any fun statistics. But uh, how about total games? Yeah. So in my personal collection, uh, I have one thousand three hundred and fifty-six games right now. Uh, it's a little out of date because there's a few things I need to add in and a few things I need to subtract, but that's where I'm at right now. And I use uh, Game Value Now right now is what I'm using to track my collection. Okay. I was I was doing it in an Excel spreadsheet, but Game Value Now offers uh, a collection portion in it now, so I entered everything into there. There's no app for that, just the website, right? No app right now, yeah, just the website. Okay, just curious. Yeah. Because with an app, you can always do it offline, right? So if you are somewhere with poor coverage, you still see it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, just curious. All right, uh, Catherine, I see your answer here in the document. This <laughs> is not really. Do you track purchases and sales? I don't. I definitely don't. Um, but again, I don't make that many purchases. Um, but Miles was doing it for, for quite a while and, and taking really good track of it. So at least the one thing, you know, we, we make fun of him a lot about like his spending and not no, spending, but just never. like collecting, like buying, <laughs> buying probably Everything. more than he needs to. But he was, I didn't know, like he, he was really, really careful about like really paying attention because it was, it's one of those things. And like you said, Hodge, like all of a sudden you were, there were so many lots available like this summer. You're you're not expecting that, right? So, yeah. um, so things like that could totally get out of hand. So when when Miles was like knee deep in the buns trades and stuff like that, he knee was deep in the buns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> he was he was taking really really careful like any anything he spent on anything or any purchases he made, right? So he was really keeping track of at least that number of if he was in the red or black right and exactly by almost exactly how much he was up or down so he took a, a, a lot of care um monitoring that but now that he's not like he's pretty much retired from that <laughs> because <laughs> and so he's you know less concerned about it like we still try to keep you know we don't want to suddenly have spent like thousands of dollars that we just forgot to keep track of but yeah. um for the collection, though, I a long time ago, I cataloged everything, at least everything that we were keeping, especially because we we have the YouTube channel. So we were trying to like keep track of what games we had that we could play, that we have played, but it is super, super out of date. Um, and, and we keep talking about it, especially now that we've called our collection to mostly games that we're pretty sure we're going to play someday. <laughs> if we <laughs> time allowing and if we live long enough we will play these games but um so i think that that is a project for me because it's the kind of thing that i really like doing is um just keeping track of our actual collection so i couldn't tell you how many games we have um but it looks like a lot when i look over at them <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say are they all on one shelf too or um we have like it's super annoying like our shelves are deep right so Every shelf we have is is stacked too deep. Yeah, I hate that. Super <laughs> annoying. I, I just saw a picture on uh, Q Dog, Mighty Q Dog's shelf, where he was on the collect call and he had one shelf that was stacked too deep. And I'm just like, you yeah, can't see anything behind? I know it's no matter, but it's a matter of space, right? Yeah, yeah. I just uh, so I think because he's like mostly like the PS4 collection is his baby. So I feel like once we you know, organize things and get everything cleared out, 
that's the one that will probably try to display nicely and then everything else, you know, just as long as I know that we own the game, I don't mind going to dig for it. Yeah. So. Yep. Probably use some app or something on your phone or what are you planning um, on doing? Well, I, right now it's in just a Google Doc and I have like, um, like it's got like, I don't know, 20 tabs for each, like one for each system. Yeah. And then it just has like a, a dashboard sheet at the front that just summarizes what I what I have. So gotcha. I like auto. I like anything that like auto tallies and stuff. So <laughs> so I do those like like they're not super nerdy, but you know, if I punch it, if I put in a title, then it adds one to the. So uh, it, once it's up to date, it'll be really easy for me to tell you how many games I have. It's just not at all up to date. So <laughs> next time. I'll yeah, tweet. No I'll tweet you when it's um, yeah. up to date. I want to know. I want to see it too. I see the picture of the of the shelves all organized. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, next section is listener questions, and we uh, got quite a few actually. I should double double check and see if there's any new ones as well because I haven't checked since today while I was at work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming there won't be any new ones. Uh, if only I could type. Why is it not working? Yeah, there we go. Uh, no, nothing new. Good. That makes it easier. Okay, so let's just start going through here. Uh, we start off with the first question from Buried on Mars. And the question was, who are the guests? It's <laughs> Catherine. Thank you, thank you, Mars. Uh, Mighty Cute Dog says, uh, what is it like being a vendor at Berry Game Exchange? Uh, how did you deal with... Or sorry, how did, how did you do dealing with hagglers? And did you meet your sales targets? Um, I'm just going to answer this first. Uh, I was busy. Uh, we brought our baby because she was sick on Friday. <laughs> she was supposed to be being watched by my sister, but we didn't want to do that because she was sick and we didn't want to get our kids sick. So I was really busy. I was really busy vending. Uh, I only got out to look at tables one time near the end. Um, and I barely remembered to eat. Thank you, P1 and um, Colleen, for bringing us cheeseburgers or else I wouldn't have eaten at all. And um, I only had a few low, low ball offers, nothing crazy low. Um, I only had to say no to offers about, I think, three times total is what I was trying to remember. Uh, when I knew my price was already more than fair and it was something that I knew I could sell sometime easily. Right. Uh, Hodge, you want to have anything? Yeah, I, well, I'm like you. Uh, I mean, I didn't sell. I was, I, I was at my table a couple times, but I was just yeah. too busy. But when I do sell, I can't focus on anything else but my table and selling. I barely eat. I hardly mm -hmm. go out and look. And if I do go look at other tables, all I'm thinking about is my table and what's going on back there. I'll go look for two seconds and then I got to go back. That's my focus if I'm selling. But uh, we did well at my table. I would have liked to sell more, but I did okay. I was happy. Um, my wife did most of the work there at the tables. So should have been a question for her. I should ask her. Did you meet your sales that. targets? That's the other, the last. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, I exceeded mine. And I forgot to answer that part. I, I far exceeded mine. I was, I would have been happy if I made $500. I mean, I'm still in the hole on my, on my gaming altogether, my collection altogether. I'm in the hole $253 if anybody's curious. Um, but I just made some recent purchases. There's some stuff I'm keeping. And uh, I also bought, like I said, Yee's Origin for a hundred, hundred dollars uh, shipped. Uh, and I also bought the Retro Fighters uh, N64 controller. So two retail things that are, are fairly expensive. And the Yeez I'm definitely planning on not keeping because I have no interest in playing that. Um, okay. And then Catherine. 
Um, we, I don't think, I don't think we set any targets. Ours is mostly an, an inventory thing. So we just want to come home with, like, if we bring three boxes, if we come home with less than a box, that'd be great. So, <laughs> um, but when we did well, um, I think I was just trying to look, we have a, sh a sheet with it and I was big ballparkish 900, okay. something like that. And then that allowed Miles to get those two Shantae games that he really, really, really wanted and they're expensive, but we felt like we did well enough. And honestly, like it, it's, it's, you know, he, he, he invests most of the money into the, into the stuff that we sell anyway. So he can spend it however he wants and that's how he chose to and and i like he 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 didn't know if he should but i was like you really want those shantae games so um i don't see them getting any cheaper anytime soon so um and it was from creep elite so we were happy happy to you know spend at his table so um and hagglers i like i say yes to almost everything because the the big ticket stuff I I generally <clears throat> to Miles like if I'm if I'm unsure I will ask them to come back I'll I'll point out Miles if I can see him I'm like go talk to that guy um, and he can he can work out it like if he's willing to work out a deal then um, I leave the I leave the hard stuff to him but for me I'm 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 selling mostly just like ten dollars or less or twenty dollars or less so it's okay. People don't really haggle for that too much. Yeah, wasn't bad for me either. Low ones. All right. Uh, next question from Mrs. Q Dog. She says, "My question is too long for Twitter to handle." Uh, she attached an image of her question. Uh, how do you determine if you're going to sell at an expo like Berry Game Exchange? Uh, when do you have sorry? When you have a certain number of games, no matter the price point, or do you sell if you only had say a hundred and sorry if you only had fifteen to twenty games, but they're all heavy hitters and worth a lot? Um, is it based on value of the games, or the number of games, or both, or something entirely different? Uh, I'll read my answer that I wrote before already too. Uh, I've been meaning to sell for over a year now. Uh, I just needed the inventory and the courage to do it. Uh, I was aiming to have enough to fill a table and a few extra things to throw on the table when stuff sells. Some people uh, space things out when they have uh, less things, like say a lot of heavy hitters. They'll have a table that's very sparse and, and table games just laid out flat. Uh, I've seen that a couple times or several times. Uh, I plan to calculate the total sticker value and make sure it was worth my time to uh, for the money of the table and the my, my own time to pay myself or whatever. You know what I mean? If I'm going to spend four hours, give yourself 10 bucks an hour or whatever. Um, but I never did do that, and uh, it was fine. Um, uh, a few big items. Sorry, I, I also wanted to make sure I had a few big items that I got cheap and I knew I could make enough off of and they would also sell to make it worth my time going there. And I had a couple of those, and I think most of them did sell. Okay, so let's go Hodge again. Yeah, I uh, if I know I'm going to sell or I want to sell, I like I said before, I'll purposely go and seek out lots on Kijiji. I will go into all of my thrift stores and my hawk shops, and I will buy inventory purposely. I'll look at games and go, okay, I know I can, even if it's only I can make five bucks off that, I'll pick it up so I have some more inventory, and it's something I know I'll move. I'm not going to buy something that's, 
obscure, harder to move. Uh, I'm not going to go buy a Halo game if it's really cheap because that's going to be really hard to sell. But if it's a rare Wii game or Wii U game that I know people are going to want, or if it's a Mario game or Donkey Kong Country, I'll pick that up every day of the week. Um, I prefer having more stuff than just 15 to 20 games of a heavy hitter. I like having a full table. Um, I've seen it work. Sorry? (laughs) Or three. Or three, yeah. I've I've seen it happen. Uh, Darby and I shared a table. Normally when I go to a different event, I'll share a table with him. And he had about 10 heavy hitter games and a stack of manuals, and he did way better than I did. Everybody was interested in his stuff because he had the heavy hitter stuff. So sometimes it works that way. In my, my mind, I don't know why. I just don't see it that way. I don't like it. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe I just think more is better or there's more variety for people to choose from. But yeah, that's the way I look at it too, is the way you do. But I don't buy a lot of heavy hitters. Maybe that's why. Well, and that's the other thing. I'm not going to go drop big bucks on a heavy hitter to try to sell it. I'm the more the 10, the 20, maybe the $30 games that I would pick up. Yeah, if I can get a heavy hitter for 20 bucks, I'll be happy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'll do that (laughs) every day of the week. Yeah. Right, Catherine. Um, I forget what the question was. <laughs> no, How do you um, determine if you want to sell at an expo? I think that we. I mean, is it's all it's all Miles, and he always buys the tables. But I think part of it is we we actually like having a table. We we really enjoyed it. I think the first time was the first time we went to Barry, or like not the first time, but the first time we vended was at a Barry Game Exchange, and it was just nice to have. A somewhere to put your stuff, <laughs> and uh, yeah, a home base. And especially when you're miles and you buy lots of stuff, you, you need to offload it somewhere. Um, you can't carry it around all day. Um, and also, just it is a nice way to interact with people. Like I'm, we're like we're, we're both pretty introverted, but it's it's very different behind the table than it is like from behind the table than it is on the other side right as it's a very different experience being a seller and we both when we did it we both really enjoyed it like even leading up to the show like preparing for it was kind of like a fun activity for us like pricing games i mean in the moment it's a little annoying but we (laughs) realize that you're you know we're just like spending a night together like the tv's on or whatever and we're just Miles is pricing games and I'm I'm making the spreadsheets so that we have something to work from. Um, and so it just, we enjoy it. And that's pretty much what all we base it on. I don't, you know, I don't know if we'll have enough to sell um, this time. Like before Miles was like when he was doing all the buns trades and stuff like that, that was very much to get inventory to sell at places. But now that he's less obsessed with that, um, we don't have as much stuff to sell. So I don't know if we'll still get a table, but we enjoy having one. So if, you know, he ends up getting some stuff or deciding to call more of the collection, then we, we probably would get someone maybe next time. Too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We, yeah. we enjoy having that, that option. And, so. and also just to interject, Sherry, a little bit of a trade secret here. If you get a table, you're in the doors well before anybody else. So if there's specific stuff you're looking for, it's easier to find it and track it down before anybody else gets in there. 
Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of walk-bys from other vendors as you're setting up. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to come back to this table. And I actually sold most of my money or most of my stuff to vendors before the doors opened. Exactly. Like, I, exactly. I think I, I made $260 sale and a, I think the other one was $180. Something There's like, like one guy more. who does it every time. He's <clears> he's <throat> done it to his last two times where he just like comes by and is like, oh, I need this. He has like a laundry list. He just kind of comes in. It's like, mm. it was like grocery shopping. He was just picking <laughs> stuff up. Like, I need this, 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 and this. Yeah, the one guy I had bought a whole bunch of stuff, the $260, and then he went away and came back with a friend of his and said, this is the table. And then that guy bought a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to keep my prices low. And I think that helped. They were buying mostly common stuff, like both my Zeldas for NES, Zelda One, Zelda Two. So I assume they were just going to resell it. I don't know for sure. And right. they grabbed my they grabbed my um, Mario RPG complete in box. Oh wow! And that price pretty pretty reasonable too. I think I had 130 bucks or 125 maybe. Anyway, um, <clears throat> next question is from uh, Travis. Travis play game, plays games of Polykill podcast. He said, "What active god, hurricane, tornado, or volcano mostly threatens where you live?" Do you have a plan of action to uh, for your stuff in, in such an event? Uh, and then he replied again, said, oh, I forgot to use the hashtag, and I realized you all live close to each other. <laughs> so my question really is probably moot, but try and answer it anyways. Be creative. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, my answer is we're pretty much, we're all in Ontario, and I think where we live, there's pretty small chances of tornadoes, unless I'm Wrong with you, Haji. You're no, not there's a tornado belt, right? No, no, not at all. We've yeah. had two major tornadoes over the last, like, I don't know, 50 years or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I remember I said, one big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the bigger problem for us is really winter storms, uh, ice, and driving storms, yeah. especially in long, long road trips. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I, I think for us is ice and snow. Um, there's also um, co bad cottage drivers. So, <laughs> the, so summer driving is pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure both of you guys get more bad cottage drivers than I do. <laughs> yeah, heading north. Well, Hodge is already in cottage country. So. Exactly, so they're all there. <laughs> yeah, you just have to worry going. about it. They're gone now, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Uh, next question or next response is from Catherine, and it's don't ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to that which, backfired. <laughs> to which Mighty Q-Dog said, why doesn't Catherine want her, us to ask her questions? What's she hiding? That's none of Mighty Q Dog's business. <laughs> All right. Um, I have my reasons. No, I um uh, I don't know. I just didn't know what kind of questions they were gonna ask. So well, we got all kinds. <laughs> okay, so uh Bill said from STC Pod, he said, Does Catherine still get shaken, afraid, uncomfortable when she sees <laughs> the STC boys approach the, her vending table? Catherine. STC, STC on their own is not, they're not bad. It's when Kevin is also there. If Buried on Mars is there, <laughs> then, then that's when things seem to go awry. And I need to, I need to, I at least need to observe because the stories that get told about our table, I need to be there to, <laughs> to make sure. Yeah. Just, someone needs to have the true story of what happens at our table. So, um, no, but it's fun. It, and that is another reason why it's fun having a table because all those guys like will just come and hang out with you, right? At your table and yeah. um and it gives them a place to 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 sort of hang out when they need a break from walking around the floor and stuff, right? So 
you do need a break. Like you just can't keep circling the floor over and over and over again. That's what I usually do. <laughs> it's nice to have somewhere to just like rest for even just for a few minutes. <clears throat> yeah. And my answer to that question is everybody gets uncomfortable when Bill's around because they don't <laughs> want to receive an offer that includes pocket lint. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next question is from Creepfleet Josh. He says, "How do you how did sorry how do you rate your sales success from Berry Game Exchange uh, to other sale platforms? Uh, and where do you have the most success selling your items for the most profit?" Hodge. Um, most profit. Yeah, probably at a vendor table at an event, whether it's Barry, whether it's Waterloo or Cambridge or Durham or Toronto, wherever. I think that's probably where I get my most profit. I don't look at it just sales numbers as in cash. I also look at it what you can flip and trade stuff for. Um, a number of swaps ago, I traded a stack of stuff that I didn't have that much money invested in, but quite a bit of stuff. And I swapped it for a copy of Chippendales 2 on the NES. Yeah. So, I mean, that's mm -hmm. a pretty good deal and a good way to pick. So I would include that. Um, I don't actually own that anymore. I ended up selling it. So I guess in the end, I did get money for all that stuff. But yeah, I think at events for sure. Do you, do you find competition with other tables hinders that at all? I find my prices are pretty good. I go a little bit lower than what market value is. So yeah, there's competition, but I feel once people see what my prices are, they'll come back to where I am. And I'm always open to, to deals and bundles and stuff. I'd always tell people that when I... And trades, as you said, yeah. And trades too, right? Yeah. So, yep. Cool. Yeah. Catherine? You guys, you don't. You said you don't really do Kijiji very often. Um, Miles has sold stuff like for a while. He was selling stuff on eBay and 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 also some lots on Kijiji, but I think just in terms of maybe time and effort, like with with that return on investment and time and effort, the game exchange is just easier, right? You you can price out a ton of stuff move a ton of stuff. We price, we, Miles generally prices to move um, and and he'll, except for maybe the bigger item. So if, if he's going to mm -hmm. make enough on a bigger item, then he's perfectly happy to get rid of volumes of stuff for maybe less than, less than you could get other, otherwise. But the amount of effort it would take to sell all that other stuff on Kijiji or whatever that's just and we so we don't drive also so that that hinders us a little bit for Kijiji so mm -hmm. so um but I, I don't know like that's more of a question for Miles than it is for me but I think like just the vendor stuff is just a like a one-time get rid of tons of stuff and with very little effort comparatively I think like I do a lot of the mailing for Miles. So when he was selling stuff on eBay, if you, I would just, there would just be like a stack of stuff. And cause I like, I could go on my lunch break. I, I work close to a post office. And I was like, okay. So when he was doing eBay stuff, it's just work for both of us. And blah. I'm like, <laughs> but he would, he would use it for stuff that he, he felt like he could get maybe the best deal out of eBay. He wouldn't do it otherwise. I don't think because, um, you would probably get enough from a vendor table or something like that, right? So, yeah. But if he was having a hard time moving something, then maybe he would 
use eBay. Sorry. Okay. Great. And my answer, uh, I think I did great in Barry. Uh, I'm very happy with the results. I wish I would have sold more of my stuff. Like I didn't have to bring it home would be nice. Um, Cause now I got to, you know, piecemeal it and sell it on Kijiji or eBay. Um, even if I could have liquidated it to a store or near the end or something like that would have made me happy. Um, I always find that different items sell better in different places. Um, I've had a lot of success, success on Kijiji and also on eBay. Um, Barry was also awesome, especially for my first time vending. Um, I'm not too sure what my plan is going forward at this point. I don't like. I don't know if I plan on selling at another event like that or not. Uh, I'm kind of tired of having so much stuff uh, in my house, always in the way, and so is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to be building up inventory again. I, I think I probably built up inventory too much um, this time for what I could, or what I should have brought because my table is kind of crowded and stuff, but. There's also things I meant to bring that I didn't, like more modded Xboxes and stuff like that. Um, and for what specifically sells better on eBay, um, like I sold Funko Pops on eBay. Um, I took them to Barry, and I don't think anyone was really interested at all. They were just um, too expensive, too uncommon of, of Funko Pops, and the price might have been set too high, but I was hoping to get um, offers on them. Uh, so... Yeah, eBay stuff. Uh, I just find those kinds of things. Uh, any rare or collectible games, definitely Guitar Hero dongles. Those things are going to sell definitely on eBay better than you're going to sell in person. Uh, and niche games, like let's say uh, Alice Madness Returns. I, I would think something like that is going to sell better. And those Madden um, uh, 3DS games, those would sell better on uh, eBay or even Kijiji than they would in a, a swap, I think. Just a different type of item for a different type of buyer. I actually think Miles sold Def Jam on eBay because that was the best place to sell it. Yeah, I would think so. I think locally people don't value it quite as much as its price has gone up. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. All right, uh, moving on. This, this question is uh, t targeted definitely at someone specific. Uh, from <laughs> at Flock of Nerds, at what point... Do you leave your significant other because they spend too much on video games? Dollar amounts, please. <laughs> huh, so I think that's targeted to Hodge. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, let's see. At what point? He's he's sitting right beside me. I don't know if I should say. Um, you know what? If there was a dollar amount, it would have been far surpassed by now. So, so I think he's in the clear. <laughs> I think him keeping you involved is what's helping him. Yeah, you know what I like. I like I said, I I I didn't play that many games growing up, and so like I'm like definitely getting into it more as an adult than I ever did. And you know, meeting Miles is is a big blame. part of that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like definitely retro gaming. Like I wouldn't have been that into like that stuff. I started at PS2 really proper. So. Yeah, and, just uh, I just sorry, I just want to comment. Like, yeah, my wife <clears throat> loves this because she's it's the thrill of the hunt, the <laughs> finding, finding the deals on the Kijiji or on a Facebook group. 
um, and going, oh, geez, look at this. This is a great score. You can get these games in it, and they're only asking this price, and maybe they'll knock it down this much. And <laughs> she's she's so involved with me with that aspect of it. It's awesome. I mean, she likes to play games too, and she she played back in the day Nintendo and stuff like that. And like uh, Catherine, I know uh, my wife's obsessed with Stardew Valley. Oh my god, I just <laughs> got it for PS4. I'm so excited yeah, because that's what she's playing it on. Yeah. So I mean, she's got her certain games that she loves. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm my answer too. Um, my wife's getting more into it. She's, you know, telling me about deals she sees on Facebook and asking if it's a good deal or not. She's getting to know what things are worth and she's getting interested in it more. Uh, she definitely likes finding deals. I think she just doesn't have the knowledge to to f know whether something's a deal or not yet. She's okay. definitely getting better and just she give her always time. likes thrifting. So, yeah. yeah. So it's going to help. And she definitely likes playing games. She always has enjoyed playing games. It's her brother's fault for that. The uh, Tony of two dorks with me. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, th I think uh, Contra with uh, girlfriends versus may have helped as well. So, Oh yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was that. Good. Okay. Uh, next question is from cartridge bros. P one. Uh, would you let high value games go for less to move them or hold on to them until a buyer met your asking price? So I kind of answered this <clears throat> here in text. Depends on what I paid for it, how long I've had it, how easy of a sell it is. <clears throat> I generally try and sell things fast, so a lower price. Um, if I'm selling something on eBay, I usually price at or below the, the, the lowest price I see, uh, unless theirs is not good as pictures, not as good a condition, or located somewhere further away, so the shipping will be higher, right? Um, some of the items uh, I put... a price a bit higher if I overpaid on it, like Contra that I'm selling for NES mm -hmm. that I bought for Girlfriend Versus and overpaid on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if it's high demand or in great condition, I'll put it higher. Um, I often have buyer, uh, resellers buying from me, uh, both on Kijiji and at the Barry Game Exchange as I was talking about. Half my sales at Barry Game Exchange approximately were to resellers or to resellers, maybe not for themselves. I don't know for sure if they were reselling. Um, I'm just happy to get the stuff out of my house and have more money to put towards my games sooner. Uh, pricing higher could could have resulted in uh, not selling them at all. Uh, I also like giving people a deal, which is something I saw someone had replied to him on uh, on Twitter with that. I, I like someone else getting a deal too. Uh, ideally, you know, I like getting the deal, but I like giving other people deals too. It's nice to make other people feel good, as long as I'm not screwing myself. <laughs> uh, Catherine. Yeah, I think that um, I think we, we're happy to let stuff go if it's less than than uh, our asking price because I you know I think our asking price in most people's are probably higher or the most that you would expect to get from it, right? So getting a little bit less isn't that big a deal. I think also you know it depends on the person. Like we'll give friends really good deals on stuff or if it's even just someone who's like I've been looking for this game forever and I've been able to find it and you know you're happy to give those people you know to cut them a deal on something that you know that will just either complete their collection or you know fulfill some kind of nostalgia in them that you know that you that appreciate been, yeah <laughs> right like it's it's true like it's it's you know makes you feel good too so makes sense yeah. yeah, mine follows both of your answers. I mean, it all depends how long I've had it, what I paid for it. As long as I'm not losing a ton of money, um, I would probably do it. 
Uh, also, if it's to a friend, well, that's a no-brainer. If it's a friend or somebody uh, of a friend of a friend that I know really wants it and is not going to resell it or things like that, I got no problem doing that for sure. Makes sense. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and our next questions uh, are from Buried on Mars. He says, <laughs> Catherine, what's your most embarrassing story of all time? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I would share here. I'm just kidding. Um, I can't, I can tell you my most recent embarrassing thing. I asked the internet not to ask me questions. And then the internet asked me a bunch of questions. So <laughs> I've, I've learned that lesson, but it wasn't so bad. I was just like, I don't know what kind of questions they're going to ask. And of course, leave it to Kevin to ask one that would uh, expose some things, I suppose. But no, I don't, I don't, can't really think of anything crazy embarrassing. I, I expected his qu question quality to get better when he knew who it was. <laughs> no, I feel like he, he likes, <laughs> he likes he likes to make people squirm so yes he does <laughs> that's okay i was really hoping for hard-hitting questions <laughs> <laughs> i know he's capable i think he just likes being a jerk more okay uh, and his next question to build on that hodge what's your most embarrassing story about Catherine? well there was this one time let me tell uh -oh. you no. <laughs> no uh yeah i got nothing there it's just kevin being kevin <laughs> <laughs> i agree Okay, so moving on the next section is suggested content. Uh, this is anything you want to share with the listeners to check out a YouTube channel, podcast, video, anything like that. You're up, Catherine. I can't remember what I put. You put. Oh, I Go see. Ahead. Yeah, it's actually it's, it's more of a recommendation of a game that um, Miles and I played recently with Chris from Flock Talk and his okay. wife Nina. Um, and it's the it's called That's You, and it's the PlayStation. It's a um, it's there. It's called PlayLink, and it's their sort of multiplayer um, system that where you use your mobile phone um, to participate, kind of like Jackbox Party Tree, but Party Box Jackbox Party Pack. Box. Party Pack. <laughs> I was like, what is it called? I can't remember. But it is. It's one of the best um, versions of that type of party game. We had so much fun playing it. You, um, it, it uses the camera on your phone, so you take pictures of yourself, um, and then different games like we'll say you'll you'll get a picture i'll get a picture of miles let's say and it says make him look like a pirate and then you just did draw on him <laughs> and then you vote on who you think is the funniest or whatever and it's just it's it's really really well done and it looks really cool like it every um so every mini game has like five levels five stages to it and they're themed right so it might be campfire or you know vacation or something but they all look like wes anderson movies it's just it looks so good and it's so much fun i think it can play up to six players or something like that so it's not as so as big as something like um jackbox but mm -hmm. it's like if you're hanging out with friends and you all have phones it's it was a like a really good one to play and it was free i think for a little while i don't know if it still is is it mm. it still is free so should totally get it if you're a play PlayStation Plus, I think. Yeah, I haven't downloaded. I haven't played it yet, though. Oh, and then, like, even the app itself has, like, we didn't play it, but the app comes with, you have to get an app on your phone. And it actually has a few games that you can play without your PlayStation. So if you have enough people, like, it's a, a pass-around game. So I think you play 
one person has the app and then you can play a game just sitting around without oh. when you're not around a PlayStation, which is cool. Yeah. I tried that Jackbox one time on PC when it was on sale, I think, and the whole servers were down. I'm just Oh no. <laughs> I, I need to play it again. We we played it at Hodges too, but I wasn't feeling good that day. Oh um, no. Oh yeah. I remember yeah. that. <laughs> okay, so my answer to this is I want uh, anyone who has any interest at all in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, uh, the PC game that's in early access that is kind of um, taking the world by storm, I'm going to say. It's yeah. sold 7 million copies already. Um, it's coming to Xbox One next. Uh, check out the Drop Zone podcast, uh, dropzonecast.com. Just a great podcast done by two guys. They've done podcasts before but they're, they enjoy playing this game. Um, they're actually like building a community. Uh, they have a discord. Um, they play with their friends. They help people get other people to play with. Uh, and they're just funny guys. Uh, they usually start off with the podcast with, you know, just joking around and shooting the shit and talking about what's new in life. And it's just fun to listen to them. They totally could be cartridge club members. They're that kind of people. Uh, and they're just fun to listen to as well as they talk about the game and, they actually may be getting a change put into the game where they're getting uh, um, jet skis added. They they started yeah. bugging one of the developers and and they bu- they and the community bugged enough to get jet skis considered as a feature for a future. Oh Pretty wow! Cool. Yeah. Right, Hodge. That's cool. Yeah, uh, my answer is a YouTube channel, and I mentioned it in one of my previous uh, YouTube videos that I did. But it's Smash JT. He's got a great YouTube channel. Um, he's somebody that I want to try to reach out to. He should be part of the Cartridge Club because I think he'd be a great contributor to the group. Um, his most recent video he did, he does like news videos where whatever the current events are going on in gaming, he'll cover and do a story. And he's doing videos pretty much weekly. Um, and then he does other videos where he does his top favorite games or things like that. Or he did a video on the Switch. But his most recent one, and it was a really good video, I watched it today, was on the xbox one s no x xbox one x and how it looks like now and the way things are going is they could be failing before it even has even launched so i don't want to devolve too much but it's a great video uh some good thought well thought out well put together videos so he's uh, somebody smash jt on youtube definitely go check him out Adding videos of his to my watch later now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you'll really like that one because I know you're uh, an Xbox guy. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so moving on to the next section, this is where we talk about the Cartridge Club game of the month. This is September, and the game of the month is Mega Man Two, and the portable game is Mega Man ZX on the Nintendo DS. Who is playing? Uh, me first. I. Would like to try out Mega Man 2 on the Legacy Collection I have on 3DS. Uh, I haven't yet. Uh, Mega Man's always been a game that I'm not good enough to play. Um, So I probably won't even get around to it, but we'll see. My 3DS is also broken right now. I need to work on it because I hacked it, and now it's broken because it didn't update. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that's hindering me as well. Uh, Hodge? Yeah, I'm hoping to play it. I haven't picked it up yet, but I i mean, I have Mega Man 2 on the Nintendo, I have the Legacy Collection, and then I have the uh, NES Classic. So I have multiple places to play it. I just have to find the time to sit down and actually do it. Uh, I remember back in the day, and I don't know if it was 2 or 3 or 4 or whatever, I remember renting Mega Man all the time and playing it and, and never getting very far, maybe beating one or two bosses, and then that's about it. So. Yeah, I remember a cousin of mine having it. 
same yeah, thing. I would like to sit down and try, and, and what I might do is maybe use the NES Classic and use some save states. And save the, the Legacy Collection apparently has save states too. Oh, does it? Okay, That's so what I've heard. Yeah, and, and sometimes you know I find that. the portables the better way because I can sit up on the couch and play it if the wife's watching TV or if I want to play a little bit before bed. So maybe I'll try the or lunch at work. at work or lunch at work exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Catherine. Um. Yeah, I don't. We don't have plans. September is a really, really busy month for Miles and I, but um, I'd, I'd like to try. I'm no pretty pressure. sure I want no pressure. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure I wouldn't do very well, but I like making Miles try these games. <laughs> I, think with, I think with Safe States, we'd be okay. Um, I know, I think he beat the first one. If you want to, oh, he's, he's shaking his head. No, he did. If you want to enjoy watching him play it, you need to make a video because <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to see it too. <laughs> um, well, we'll use save states. And so I, th I think with save states, we, we might get, well, I say we, but it's usually just him and I watch, but um, we might try it. I think like, we, we like to play along with the, with the cartridge club game. Um, I don't know anything about Mega Man Z ZX. Is that what it's called? Yeah. ZX. yeah I've, I've never even ZX, heard about ZX, that ZX. one until I saw it for this month. Yeah. I think they were just trying to find a Mega Man game to play as well and i think yes is, is always a good platform right yeah so if i can find it i, I might i might try it because i do also do like for DNS, you, you guys need to switch to mega man mondays for the month of september, <laughs> <For> september. <laughs> well then you won't get any more mario versus rabbits <laughs> yeah, my son's enjoying watching your mario versus rabbits oh. I haven't watched it because I'm playing too, and I don't. Yeah, I don't, yeah, no, I don't, don't want to get spoiled no spoilers. Stuff, That's so. okay. No, no offense taken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wrapping things up. This is the part I hate. Uh, plugs. So, <laughs> Nintendo Hodge. Uh, check out Nintendo Hodge on YouTube, and check them out at Nintendo Hodge on Twitter. And then Catherine, you are Catherine of Flock of Nerds on t YouTube, Flock Talk Podcast, and Twitter, you are well. You you kind of are flock at flock of nerds, but yeah. I think Miles mostly does that, right? Yeah, I, I just because it, it started to get confusing when we were both using the same account, <laughs> so we each now have our own personal account. But um, I just I just left flock of nerds to him, and I you if you need to reach me for whatever reason and not the both of us. I'm k under at k underscore song. Okay, all right, and uh, I am Derek of Two Dorks, T W O Dorks on YouTube. Um, and check out the Cartridge Club, cartridgeclub.org, which literally, as we speak, the website is coming back up because we is have been nice. <laughs> working on it, migrating, forced migration of the forums, a bunch of other problems, but it is back up on a new host, on a Yay. new server. Everything's good. I think it's working. <laughs> I haven't had time to check, but it came up literally as we were talking. I was awesome. watching messages from V1, and Dean is there working on it. All right, that is the community that brought all of us together join uh, by creating an account in the forums and just start talking to us or just stalk us on Twitter and talk to us. We don't care. Just talk. It's just fun. Um, thank you guys for being my guests. Thank you for being on here. Thanks for, Thanks having, for us. having us. Yeah, I really appreciate fun. it. It was awesome. And um, that's it. Cha-ching.